Dear Shooter, It's always good to catch up with friends, especially when they are instructors themselves. Meet Clayton and Jen of Pivotal Defense. Of course I'm happy. I'm just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing, but get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it, that's training. Let's face it, if you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. And we've all seen it. Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, empowerment through self-reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. All right, happy Thursday, and we have totally kicked Wilson off the podcast this week because he decided to abandon us and go on vacation for Thanksgiving, but as a treat, we've got uh, Jen and Clayton with Pivotal Defense with us this week, and uh, you guys are kind of doing a cross-country trip, what, to go see family for Thanksgiving? Yep. How's the trip been so far? It's been a long day today, but uh, for the most part, pretty good. That's it. That's all. That's all you got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been, like I said, it's been a long ass day, man. I mean, Great. Shit. Coming, know. Going from Minnesota to uh, Utah to the border of uh, Arizona. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, pivotal fence. Tell me a little about it. Oh, where do I want to start? Well, the beginning. Yeah, the, the dinosaurs yeah. ruled Dino- the earth. Dinosaur- okay. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, we're pivotal defense. Um, we're out of Minnesota. Basically, rundown is we do permit to carry. It's kind of what we've been doing a lot of, but now I've started doing more um, medical stuff because I feel that's important, and not a whole lot of people do it. And deer shooter audience will agree with you. We yes. push the medical hard. Yes, and I, you know, you and I have talked before. There's a whole lot of people don't really want to do it because it's not the quote unquote cool guy class, right? But it needs to be. It needs to be. You know, out there. Hey, you don't get to be the cool guy if the blood, if if the red stuff is on the outside. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, so we do that. Um, private lessons, fundamental courses. Um, next year, I'm gonna start rolling out our uh, live fire stuff. So okay. kind of a whole bag of stuff, really. She's been doing some stuff as well. So if you wanna talk about that. Um, we've been doing some uh, classes at 511 with USCCA. Awesome. And um, we've gone to some events um, and done that. Yep. Uh, working with um, Shoot Steel. Been doing right. some, I've been doing a lot of stuff with them lately. I uh, just did a couple of the promo videos and you know, recertified all them. But, yeah, we're kind of all over the place. It's been a, it's been a trip. Now, you just did a, a med class in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, how'd that go? It was a lot of fun. Um, so Kevin Dixie... We used his Greenwood property, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, let us out there and do that thing. And um, everybody that was there was, I mean, they were willing to learn. They came out, and they knew it was medical. I mean, the day before, we did pistol. And the way it was kind of, the way it was supposed to happen, we were supposed to kind of combine uh, Chris Lyle from South Carolina Gun School, his pistol, along with my medical. It didn't work out that way. 
It ended up it ended up <laughs> just being one pistol class, one medical class, but it was still good. Um, there was some stuff that I threw at people that didn't they never heard of, and then they got it wrong, and it was great to see. Uh, let, let, let's talk about that for a minute because I we've had Jason Colander on the show, okay, and and he's real big into medical. He was paramedic and he was sheriff deputy up in Alaska. Okay, and he pushes the medical. He, he's with Retin One. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is tourniquets. Now this is where you tripped everybody up was the fact of the matter is there's fake tourniquets out there. Yep. And I dove pretty deep into that because um, I want to make sure people are you know getting the right information and not going by. We're talking life saving equipment here, right? So what to look for with tourniquets? What how to spot a fake tourniquet and why? It's bad. Right. Why you don't want that fake one. And it was fun to sit back and watch people's minds just like work in that process. When I had them go through that, they're like, oh, shit. Is this the real one? Is this the fake one? Because I gave them a few to kind of look through. And like I said, they, some of them got tripped up. There was one person I think that got it right. And other ones had a hard time. But right. it, it's it's important to understand these things because, like I said, we're talking life-saving equipment. And out of the medical classes that I've taken, that's something that I've – I've never been shown or talked about, so I just like, well, let's be that guy, right? So no, and it and it and it's absolutely real now. Wow. And and I've seen people like it, this is something that we we were at Ballistic Summit, and, and Colander was telling me this. Um, he's actually had people ask, you know, walk up to him and ask him about uh, removing a tourniquet and running it through the dishwasher so they can reuse it. What? <laughs> That, that was my reaction, so too. first of all, you're not going to remove it unless the patient's already dead. Yeah. Second of all, that's just icky. Well, that's why you wanted to run it through the dishwasher. What, what? I mean, okay. <laughs> you do your dishes in there. Wow. Oh, just, right. Are you going to lick it first? But, uh, but, it, but it really speaks to the mindset of what most people think about when they, when they think about medical equipment. Right. And, and that's kind of a scary thought. So, so doing the medical education, I'm, I'm, I'm behind you 100%. Yeah. It's, um, you know, then I, you know some, some of the other classes, with that class, I kind of go over other things, too. Like, you know, there's a difference, too, because we're talking medical kits or even trauma kits. How many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I got a first aid kit? Okay. There's a big difference. First aid, trauma. Yep. Boo-boo kit, hmm. life-saving kit. Now, it, something I've seen a, a lot of guys on the range, and, mm -hmm. and, and tell me if you've seen this, too. It, there's a lot of guys now that are carrying trauma kits, carrying tourniquets, but nobody has that boo-boo kit. And the fact of the matter is, out on the range, you're going to get, you, you know, you get, you get slide bite, you get, you know, somebody scraped up because they're loading magazines or whatever, they cut their thumb. But nobody has that boo-boo kit anymore because they're so fixated on the trauma kit and the tourniquet, they forget about the first aid type stuff. Damn. You know, I think I'm one of those. I've I never thought of that actually. That's uh, that's a good point to have something even just a small boo boo kit in your pocket. Right. That's a good point. Uh, you know that that that's one of the trends that I'm, I'm starting it. to see lately is people get so fixated on the trauma stuff that they forget about the everyday boo boo stuff. Mm -hmm. That's well, a, they buy it and they're fixated on it, but have they taken a class? Do they know what all the items do? Typically, what they're no. used for. Well, that's just it. I mean, you took a medical class. Yeah. I mean. Even to this day, I mean, you know how to, I mean, you can still run this stuff, but 
I mean, just the two that you went through, what was your thoughts? Because you had no medical training. No medical training. I mean, I had first aid and CPR, but nothing like trauma or anything. So uh, it's all very important information, especially if something does happen out on the range. Um, you have that knowledge, for one. But if something actually happens out there in everyday life, you are going to have to you're going to use that before you most likely will use your firearm. So it's best to even have that knowledge. And even just touch on and uh, piggyback of what she said, I've used it. Mm-hmm. Now, I drive truck full time as, as a truck driver, you know. Mm-hmm. The last two winters in Minnesota, the first one, uh, downtown Minneapolis, I came across a car accident. First responders weren't even there. I literally took my truck and I blocked the lanes, jumped out. How many people I saw standing around like, oh, shit, what do we do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Phone, yeah film phone, on the cell phone. Yeah. Phones are out. I'm like, okay. I told one to like, you go check on that guy real quick. I need to, I need to address her. Cause she was, I could tell she was worse off. Did what I did with for her. No, it was minor, but I took her taken care of. By the time first responders even showed up, they're like, who did all this? I'm like, oh, I did. And they're like, oh, cool. Thank you. That was a nice job. You know? Right. And then last winter, I was coming back from Wisconsin and also this big puff of, I'm like, I thought it was smoke. Or I, was, I mean, excuse me, I thought it was snow. And it turns out it was smoke. And what happened was this, this uh, young girl, she went in the ditch, rolled her car, and it was just about ready to catch fire. And I set the brakes on my truck. I ran out, and I, I had to be like a little kid. I got to break the window. It was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So um, pulled her out. Now, traffic going the other way. There was a dr- another driver that stopped. But I got her out of the truck, got her out of the car, got her dog out of the car. She said, the truck. So it's every, I tell people too, it's every day. We're not, we don't have to focus on gunshot wounds or stab wounds. It's every single day. Right. No, you work at a machine shop, construction site, shit can happen. Mm-hmm. How are you going to address it? And I think we've all seen it. Oh, yeah. But, and, and it was just, it wasn't that long ago I was surfing around on the web and, and I think it was Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, and, and, I, and I hope I'm giving credit where credit is due. I think it was Caleb Cossey that said this, Lone Star Medics. And he said, it's amazing how many people you see on the range with a tourniquet. Uh, how many people have a CPR card? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are letting some of the simpler stuff lapse because right. we've, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's good that we, we're talking about trauma. We've got people focused on the tourniquets and stop the bleed and things like that because right. that's what really takes lives out in the world. Uh, but what about that CPR? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, don't don't forget the little stuff. No, I agree with that. I mean, uh, me personally, like I said, <clears throat> there's stuff that I know. There's little stuff that I've I've now think in my head. I've you know I'm not focused on and paying attention to. Now, actually, I'm one of those people. I'm not CPR certified. It's on my list of things to do. But I mean, you are. So it's one of those things that I have to get done, and I know that. But I understand the basis of it. So I mean, I'm going to do it if I have to. But you're absolutely correct on that. Well, and all this stuff should be, I mean, they don't exactly say you have to come back every two years for trauma, but I think you should, as well as CPR and first aid. The thing with CPR, these things, you don't use it, you lose it, right. and CPR seems to change yep. often. I've taken it several times, and they've changed how to do it. Right. Yep. You know, and I tell people this, too, I just, I just was asked this question recently, too. Well, I don't want to carry all this, you know, this whole kit that you carry on you every day. I'm like, okay, that's fine. 
at minimum a tourniquet and learn how to use the damn thing. So, minimum. So so every day I, in, in addition to my concealed carry, uh-huh. I carry a trauma kit. And it's on Same. my ankle. It's the the oh. the Frog Pro. You're you're one of those goofy guys. Yep. <laughs> oh wait, me too. I am one of those goofy guys. Well, because, because so, so okay, it's funny. I, I assume I'm going to need that before I need my gun. Absolutely, absolutely. So I I do have the same I have the same ankle ankle kit you do too, but I wear that certain occasions. Now with me every single day, I've got a, I got my backpack with me. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. got all my shit in there, right? Yep. Now, actually taking the medical class that we did, or ta- teaching the medical class in Atlanta, KD brought up a good point. He's like, nowadays, for some people, they're wearing, you know, the sweatpants, the joggers, they're, they're not, you know, they're tight to the ankles. So leggings. Leggings. They're not really meant for everybody. So I'm like, okay, I see your point, but you still should carry something. But even belly other, band. Exactly. That's what I told him. Like belly band, other options, you know, for mm-hmm. women, purses. I mean, you can you can make the kits as small as you can, but have what you need in there. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people who wear those fanny packs, and they wear them as purses. I mean, put I them in there. Pack. You know, that was one of the things we we were talking about, and we, we talked about this a little a, a few episodes back. We were talking about international travel. Uh, because when you travel international, you can't you can't carry a lot of the stuff that we would carry on an everyday basis here. Right. And one of the things that I saw and I thought it was very very smart um, was they were they would carry it was it was similar to a fanny pack. It wasn't quite a fanny pack, but they would carry it cross body. Oh yeah. Um, and and it was to detract from uh, the the purse snatchers, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was extremely smart in, in a lot of the places we were because they were very touristy. There was a lot of people. It, it would have been real easy for pickpockets to run through there. Right. I mean, there's so many different options you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you work downtown Minneapolis. I mean, you still have a med kit on you every day. Every day. Like, she does. So. Oh, I'll make sure I have a med kit before I have a gun. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's there's... It all boils down to mindset, though. Mm-hmm. If you really want to break it down, it's mindset. If you don't have that mindset, like, of okay, well, I'll, I'll carry this. to. It's like your everyday carry gun. Eh, I don't feel like carrying it today, so I'm not going to carry it, right? <clears throat> People do the same thing with medical kits, where my thing is you should have both on you at all times. Well, and... and- uh, again, giving credit where credit is due, Michael Bain said this at one point. Um, if you carry a gun every day for self-defense, you are accepting the possibility somebody may get shot. Yep. Um, and it may not be the person that you expect. Exactly. So you should at least carry a tourniquet. Yeah. I agree with him. Um, That's why I said at, le- at minimum carry a tourniquet. And if you need to carry one other thing, two tourniquets. Right. Like, right. And learn how to use it. Get in a class. Right. I mean, there's, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's something I stress to a lot of people is, you know, you just don't understand. You know, how many times you've heard the, you know, when the firearms, oh, I've been shooting all these years. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? You so hear the I'm same a, shit. D- dude, I'm from Wyoming. Everybody here was born in a, with a gun. Right. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's been one of the biggest struggles with, with building my company here. Right. Is, you know, in Wyoming, I was born shooting. Right. Um, but I've, I've, I've really started to see those attitudes change in probably the last five years. A lot of people, they're looking at the world. They're looking at things are a little crazy. And especially after you look at, like, the George Floyd riots. Right. And, and now people are going, mm, maybe the cops aren't coming to save me. 
Mm-hmm. And, well, you what, you and said earlier, what, what's your response time for here? Well, it depends. I'm out of town, so it's it's a good hour. Right. Hour twenty. I mean that that stuff people don't take into consideration. Now you know our son, who you guys met tonight or today, is you know is he's special needs. He has epilepsy seizures. I know for a fact that depending on where they're at, eh, five to six minutes is average response time. They're gonna be at our house. Okay, a lot can happen in that five to six minutes, and people don't understand that. Especially now we're talking seizures. So, yeah, you know, we have rescue meds and stuff from that. We know how to be an administrator. But now if you flip the script on that and say it's bleeding, or, you know, massive arterial bleed, now what? Well, you, what's, 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 how long does it take before somebody bleeds out and dies? The average is right. three to five minutes. Well, in one of the thing, one of the med classes that I've taken, they showed a video. And, and this was overseas. It was riots, whatever. But, um, a guy had gotten shot twice. 17 seconds was what it took. Yeah. I mean, that's how fast this stuff happens. Uh, one of the classes that I teach for self-defense, we teach, it, it's an eight to nine hour class. Mm-hmm. And everything that you learn in this class pertains to a situation that unfolds in four to six seconds. Uh, so I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I totally understand what you're, where you're coming from with with talking about those kinds of timelines. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, in as you know, firearms too. You know, we talk about the average gunfights. What, you know, you know, they're quick. They're easy. You know, they're quick and personal too. Right. So it, it's kind of the same concept. What are you gonna do? You know, bleeding out's just as bad. And a lot of people don't know the differences between the different bleeds: arterial or venous bleed. Mm-hmm. So that's important to know, too. Well, in all, in all of these events, um, you, you know, realistically, and this is something that I teach them in, in the med class that we do, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're not necessarily saving lives. We're buying time. Yeah. And, and that's really all you're doing. Right. So, and I, and I think it's important for people to understand that because, okay, yeah, at the end of the day, you put that tourniquet on, you stop the bleed, you save their life, you're a hero. I don't deny that. But the fact of the matter is, is the, is the physical act of what you did, you bought time. Right. Ex- that's exactly it. So, Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things to start. I'm actually glad I started teaching it because it's actually been a lot of fun. And I think it's important because actually we got a lot of hunters out in the area too. So that's kind of the avenue I've been really pushing that to because how many times you hear hunters fall out of trees or, you know, whatever <laughs> shit like that happens. So I've been really kind of pushing that angle. But it's been it's been a really fun class. I'm looking forward to doing it more. Next year, I'm uh, Nebraska. We're going to be in Nebraska next year, South Carolina, uh, down at South Carolina Gun School, all over the place. So okay. it's, it's going to be a good year next year with doing this medical class. I'm really looking forward to that as well. And then I know um, she wants to start doing some more stuff as well. So, And, and, and Jim, what are, you, what are you up for? Oh, we have silence. The 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company is an extension of the mountain lifestyle. Bringing together the old and the new, generation after generation, men and women alike all share the same passion. Enjoying it for a day, a weekend, a lifetime, or somewhere in between, no matter how long it's embraced, the combination of friends, mountains, memories, and spirits brings people together like no other. To encourage these relationships and to embrace the mountain lifestyle, and to honor the 10th Mountain Soldiers who inspired our way of life. They have created a tribute spirit company in Vail, Colorado. 
Not only is it a tribute to the 10th Mountain Soldier, but it's also a tribute to those that enjoy the mountain lifestyle, living it fully every day. Support those that support us. And to make it easier, 10th Mountain has offered our listeners a discount. Just enter Deer Shooter at checkout for 10% off your next order. 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits. Whiskey worth fighting for. So what what else do you guys have coming up? You you had talked to me a little bit earlier about you're going to start live fire classes. Yep. Yeah, so she wants to do, I know she's been talking about doing, uh, you know, like an all-women's course. She really wants to do one of those, so what, what's your, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Like, why, what's your reason behind you want to do that? Um, especially talking to women um, every day and people I've known in the past who even have children or single or um, who've had abusers in their life or whoever it might be. Um, they're all looking for that specific one-on-one, um, that we have been also doing, but to get them out and doing those live fire classes. And, um, I mean, we, I mean, we've been in plenty of live fire classes. Yeah, um, one or two. Yeah, <laughs> one or two. Well, and I find a lot of times the women are more comfortable learning from a woman. Yes. Exactly. exactly. And I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm intimidating by nature, so I mean, I, I get that. He's just a big teddy bear. <laughs> I can be. Do you do you step out in the snow and go nope? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I make snow angels. It's fun. No, I really think it's um, important, especially for us women, um, to be able to uh, know how to protect ourselves in any given situation and to be able to protect our babies. Well, I think you're absolutely right. Um, We've been doing women's classes for the last couple of years, and and women are kind of intimidated because they come into these classes and they're they they walk into a class with somebody like me or somebody like Clayton, and and they're like they're envisioning you know we're out there teaching freaking Navy SEALs how to <laughs> shoot and do these things, and, yeah. And so so there's that intimidation factor. So walking in to a, a class led by a woman, uh, it, it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it. Yeah, and. Uh not only that, um, but I've heard plenty of stories of how men treat women in classes or in those certain situations and just makes them feel uncomfortable alone. Um, so giving that, oh, you know, I can most likely take a class with a woman, I won't get hit on. Well, and let, let, let's address that for a second, because I've, I've seen that, too. Yeah. Jason hit on me in his class, though. Uh, well, you know, you are a sexy beast. <laughs> <laughs> but, and now but, I'm at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, you might have to be worried. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm going to film it. <laughs> wow. Ammo's not cheap. <laughs> Just saying. But you're absolutely right, and and one of the things that we have strived to do is to to make feel women feel comfortable. Um, and and the and my approach has always been, if you're in my class, you're a student. I don't care. You can be a green alien from Mars. You're a student, and that's how I'm going to treat you. And and the feedback that I've gotten is that women especially appreciate that. Of course. I mean, don't we all want to be treated I, that way? I, I, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I, you know, I, I, I don't care. I don't care who you are. Right. Um, you're a student in my class. I'm going to teach the class, and I'm going to I'm going to push you to your fullest potential, uh, regardless of who you are, because that's what you're paying me to do. Exactly. Yeah. No. I, that's one thing I try to do with all of our classes. I want to make sure people are comfortable. I don't care experience level or who you are. 
you're a student. I, I, I bring that same mindset. So, but I, but I do agree with you. I have been in classes where, you know, people are treated different based on gender, based on ability, based on, it, you know, it, it could be a number of things. Um, and, and I think those instructors kind of have some things to learn about their students. Now, on the other side of things, I have seen you at your women's class where they turn on you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look at, him. look at him. He's a sexy beast. <laughs> <laughs> they can try. <laughs> He'll lose interest. He's got ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for you. Why, why do you think me and him get along so well? Me too. <laughs> no, I, I actually did have that happen. We were, we were doing a women's clinic. It, it was last year. And uh, I walked into the Pistol Bay and introduced myself and 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 one of the women in the class turned and looked at me and she goes you look really familiar do i know you from somewhere and of course my standard answer is do you watch porn oh my god <laughs> well you do have that position broke well, back prone she <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, yeah we'll go there in a minute so it, she turns around she looks at me she's like maybe and i'm going crap Shit. that didn't work and then her friend pops around the corner and goes i might start <laughs> I don't know what to do at this point because that that's that's always worked, right? But uh, no, the class went went great, and uh, everybody learned something. And and right. and actually, they those two have become repeat students. And and yeah, actually, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they they, they le legit students. Um, Dude, one of them brought their mom to your medical class. Right? It's like meeting the family. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they, they they have become legit students, and and it was because I I didn't take that bait. I think right. No, exactly. That's, you know, yeah. That's that's a whole, that's a long. I mean, we could keep going on that conversation as well too. But but like I said, kind of reminds me of Jenny. Oh God. <laughs> Jenny was in, oh, in God. Katie's class. Did you, did you have one of those? Oh my God. Well, she's I, just our friend, and she just she doesn't have a filter. This is the first she time <laughs> she's the first person I've ever seen, ever, and I mean ever seen, make Kevin Dixie speechless. Yeah. On did the he, ranch. Did he turn red? I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's there's some stuff that he doesn't even say anymore because of that class because he had to second guess some of the things he was saying, and it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> like he was speechless. It was. Man, come she, on me. She's, a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have a teachable moment. And you want to gather everybody around, so everybody come on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is no longer said in the classes. <laughs> well, it's not said by him. Yeah, not by him. But no, me we, and Chris had fun with that in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> we used it in our classes just to get them going. Yeah, it was funny. But yeah, Jenny is a yeah, she's a trip. But it's always going to be that few ever so often that. I but mean, see, that that just that's the other aspect too is like. If you make the classes, if you have, you, you can have that interaction with the students, you know you're a student, you can have the jokes, you can have the fun. It makes the class experience for, especially first-timers, way more fun, way more enjoyable. They're more likely to come back. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and, and being able to, to have that interaction. Right. And not, not lose your cool. Yeah, exactly. And just, and just play with it. You know, let it ride. Yep. You know, and, you know, obviously, Kevin, he does a great job. And, it was it was fun to watch him kind of like I shouldn't say this I'm gonna second guess this, but you know you know he's laughing his ass off inside, but he still makes he still made the class extremely fun and now she's she's one of those students that's like yeah I want to come back right. so that 
that's what this is about, you know. Right. And that, that's why I make my classes fun. That's why I crack jokes too and make make sure we have some fun. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, it, and and this is something that we talked about a lot at at Kevin Dixie's Train and Learn. No. And and one of the one of the biggest takeaways I took from that uh, was actually something Omari said uh, was the fact that look we're teaching life and death information here. Yeah. And and you have to treat it as such. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, is we're out on a range. We're teaching people how to defend themselves. We're teaching people how to protect themselves. But at the end of the day, it, there, there has to be a certain fun aspect to it or they're not going to come back. Yeah. You don't want it stale. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can't always be murder, death, kill all the time. No. You know, you got to have fun. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'm sure, as you know, there's plenty of opportunity in a class for it to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and usually it's at somebody's expense. Yeah. Um, sometimes mine. <laughs> and a lot of times it's the instructor, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, having that and, and even having the, it, maybe it, it is at somebody's expense, but being able to read the class and know that you can tease somebody a little bit and yeah. they're going to be okay with it. And that's, to me, in, if you have a great instructor that can take those jokes and run with it and have the, you know, you know, just kind of let her slide and just, you know, understand that, hey, this is all fun and games, but still do their job. You got a great fucking instructor there. Well, I think I think a lot of that comes down to experience. Oh, yeah. um, the the instructors that have been around for a while and they've kind of seen it all a little bit. Yep. Uh, they're the ones who are going to be able to take that and run with it. Yeah. Uh, that I, I think that's a good indicator as to the experience of the instructor that you're you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And and that goes back to something we talk about all the time is how to vet your instructor. Absolutely. Uh, if if you're not yeah. if you, uh. if you're not doing that, uh, then you're you're kind of failing yourself as a student. Yeah. Uh, being able to know that you are getting quality training from a quality instructor. Yeah. So you're just like us. You're a student first. Right. You know, you're taking classes. We're taking classes, and that's what I tell. I mean, vetting your instructors. I I talk about it all the time. I mean, how many how many people do we know that are we all say the same thing? All of us. You, know, you look at Kevin. You look at, you know, I mean, Chris. Everybody says the same thing, that you vet your instructor. And, mm-hmm. we are, and even the ones that are doing it, we are students first. We're all taking classes. Right. And I don't care whose class it is. We're always taking something. Right. Because we want to be able to give that information back to people to be the best we can. Well, yeah, we want to stay on the cutting edge. because we want to, we want to give our We're going to give our, our students the best information that's out there, mm-hmm. the most cutting edge but we also want to, a lot of times as instructors, and we don't really talk about this, but we'll go to classes because we want to we want to go to another instructor and observe how they teach. Yep. Because maybe we can pick up something of the way that they do things, some nuance, or even just the way they explain something that we can come back and take to our students that, that's going to serve them better. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, like I told people all the time, like we've taken, we host Kevin what, twice a year for the last three years? So, and every time I take one of his classes, it's hard because I want to be a student, but at the same time, I'm watching from a student aspect <laughs> and from an instructor aspect. Yep. It's like, shit, you got to find that balance. Right. But that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing because I understand that's what I'm trying to be the best that I can to give people the best information I possibly can and stay, like you said, on the cutting edge of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was, I was kind of excited because I brought, I brought Rob out uh, this summer. And he did an advanced pistol and an unorthodox shooting position class, mm-hmm. and I and I took both of those, and it was it was 
extremely liberating to be a student for a change. Right. Uh, I, I think we get into this. Uh, I, I don't want to call it a rut, but but we get into this lane of being the instructor all the time. Right. And and I think the, the stresses of that, uh, it, it kind of wears on us a little bit because we're responsible for everything that goes on on that range. So going to a class and being able to be the student and not have to be responsible for everything and be able to just go and work on our skills and have a good time, it, it, that's a vacation for us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just saw, you know, down in Atlanta, you know, Chris taught, I taught, and going back to Kevin, he was dancing around, he was having a good old time. He, he was just having that fun. He's like, <laughs> he even said a thousand times, he's like, I don't have to teach. This right? is great. Right. I just have to show up and do my thing. I don't have to worry about teaching. Like, I'm the same way sometimes. Like, sometimes you just want to take that class and just be vacation and just kind of do your thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, um, it's fun. So uh, of all the classes that you've taken, what's, what's one that sticks with you? Oh, hmm. Now, let me put you on the spot here. And this, and this kind of goes for, for everybody here at the table. Man, I think for me, I'm going to have to say the one that really is going to stick out. Now I've, I've taken a lot of Pistol classes, some a lot of rifle classes. I'm not even going to touch on that. Back to the start of the conversation. Akil Bay's medical class. That one's, that one's going to stick out to me for a while because there was so much information, mm-hmm. so much I learned from that class. And a lot of the stuff that we did in that class, I'm going to give credit where credit's due, I've used in my medical class. So that, I'm, I'm going to go with that one. That was a really good class. Um, well, since you kind of stole my answer, but, um, (laughs) it's okay to have the same answer. (laughs) It's totally cool. Uh, well that one, um, but I, I really like our last, um, rifle class that we did, um, (sighs) with Kevin Dixie. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, Evolve 2 Rifle, Mm -hmm. um, which is the first time we took Evolve 2 Rifle. There's only a few of us, but um, we learned. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. So that. Um, I learned not to zero your rifle. Yeah. I yeah, learned. I, I learned how to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't put it on him no more. Yep. That means she's going to be able to outshoot you. Uh, she she's, did. She she's did just running on her own can zero. I do that. <laughs> I shot out the boys. She did. And you just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's an everyday thing <laughs> right so i mean yeah but if you want to go as far as a firearms class um i just be i i and, and i'm just going with any class like no the, I, the instructor that that gave you something that just sticks yeah i would say that medical class from akil still because i mean that's yeah that was a good one that was yeah definitely that one so what, what I'm, do a, do? I'm a little biased though because I've, well, I've only taken a lot of Kevin Dixie's classes. So. Right. And I've There's taken a few of other ones, but. Oh, crap. Oh, we need to expand again. your world. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I want <laughs> so, to. I want to. Yeah, because I've taken a couple classes down at Tactical Response, which were phenomenal. Oh, um, still got to do a few of good. those there. Yep. I've taken several. I've taken Fighting Pistol down there twice, Media Action Medical from them, and Fighting Rifle. We gotta do shotguns. Shotguns on my list. Vehicles on my list. Force and forces on my list. Um, I've taken 
uh, H-E-T-1 from Chris Costa. That dude's like a spider monkey, but that was a fun class. You know, he's he's a neighbor of ours. I know he is. I'm like, probably could throw a rock at his house right now. Close. Yeah. No, Chris's class was good. Um, I could probably mortar him over the mountain. Did nice. you take that class in Indiana? I did, with Ben. So that was a fun class. Um, now that class... <laughs> He he ran that line and he did a good job of it. There was a lot of us students in that class and he ran it. But yeah, that was a good class. So, I mean, I've I've trained with a wide range of people. Now this year, coming up, there's a few on my list that I want to hit. And mm-hmm. um, well, you know, I, well, pit, I was getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that Jason guy at Wyotex knows a thing or two about rifles. So. Thing or two. Actually, I'm, I'm going to Brandy teach the class because oh. she'll outshoot me every day. Oh, perfect. I taught you long range. You, you Well, you taught me the mile. Well, that's fine. I shoot further than that now. I Just know. even uh, in that, like, 90-minute class that we had with you that one day at Train yeah. and Learn, like, that was memorable. Yeah. memorable. Kevin asked me for something different. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. So, no, you're on my list for next year for rifle. And then, well, obviously, long, long range. Um... But I mean, I feel I got a few other pistol ones that I want to do next year as well. But I do want to get force on force, and shotgun and vehicle done. So I yeah. got I got a few on my list, but I'm I'm never gonna stop. Yeah, Matt Mallory. Yeah. Matt Mallory yes. was yeah, dude. Yes. That guy came force on. I still that was can't. Fun. I still can't believe he went through freaking airport with a makeshift bomb for that course. <laughs> that just blew my mind. Like, <laughs> dude, what are you thinking? Uh, okay. He has a badge that helps. Uh, that that's true. I forgot <laughs> about that. But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I've I've got a wide range I've done, and I mean, she started kind of a couple of years after you. But. Yeah, it's been a trip. It's so uh, the I well, I guess it was the second class because the. So Brandy and I met. I I actually came down to a Lucid Long Range Clinic, and a couple of years after that. Uh, Jason invited me down to do a an IDS class. All, all at the time, it was still CFS, but I I did a uh, combat focus shooting class for Lucid Optics, and that was uh, that was kind of the 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 catalyst to Brandy and I started dating. <laughs> and now you're stuck with them, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she has me papered. <laughs> it's not my most memorable class. <laughs> Dang. That was, an, that was an expensive class. <laughs> Shit. Well, no. no. So I have uh, another memorable one that's <laughs> even more so. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. But uh, so so after this, I like I sent out the certificates and everything, and and her daughter is is now because she's she's now informed her her daughter at this point, who's she was what nineteen at that point, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. So she she. She's telling her daughter that, you know, she started dating and tells me and whatever, and her, her daughter's Facebook stalking me. And and her certificate from this class is sitting on the table, and she keeps glancing back and forth between her phone and their certificate, and she looks at her and she goes, Mom, you bagged the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward a couple of years. We get married. This is my more memorable class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, it, and it just, it was just the way the dates worked out. And I made a joke out of it that. It's not a joke. It, it, <laughs> so like, it, it, 
Two weeks after we get married, we go through a med class with Dark Angel. Okay. Um, so put her through that, and she enjoyed the shit out of that. Not the memorable one I was going for. Uh, <laughs> about two weeks after this class, we get John Hurth with Tear Group. That's the class. And, and we bring him up to Wyoming to do a five-day small unit tactics course. Nice. And... It was my honeymoon. That, I <laughs> that was a honeymoon. No, your honeymoon was Ireland. I don't want to hear it. I just, Three years later. COVID. <laughs> I, COVID. We had that whole thing with the flu. Yeah. Just saying. Right. So it, we bring we bring John up and we go through this class. And, and about day three, she is like ready to kill me, leave the class. It was freezing at night. It was like 90 some degrees during the day. It hit low 30s at night. We walked for miles and miles and miles. John Hurth does not stop for lunch. So if I see another cliff bar ever in my life, <laughs> I will stab you with it. Okay. I am just ticked off. I tell him how much I hate him every night on our honeymoon. Yeah. Night. Every, every night. <laughs> I hate you. I hate I you. I know you do. So she, like, she is ready to quit. And one of the other guys in the class decides he's done mm-hmm. who packs up and is driving away and we managed to stop him and talk him into staying with the class she sees this and goes oh no if one of the boys is quitting i'm not <laughs> well can't be a pansy like that one so oh to this day um she is the only woman to ever complete that class Wow. wow. You go, girl. It's not cookies and lemonade. Mm. I bet. <laughs> no. Have you ever eaten dinner out of a bag? Yes. It's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> depends. Depends. Right? See? Depends. Depends. <laughs> you eat that shit out of a bag with a gluten sensitivity and it'll get you. You didn't oh. have it. Well, that, that's just when we found out about your gluten sensitivity. Oh, now you are just gluten the intolerant. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we just ate out of bags a few weeks ago. Yeah. I got some stuff that I ordered up. I'm like, yeah, let's try these out. Sorry, they're all like, here, put water in it. It's cereal. That ain't cereal at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cereal. It's calories at that point. That's all That's it's all, that all it is. That's all it is. I yep. mean, you just stuff it down. Dude, I was so happy because towards the end of it, they're like, we're going to send someone to town. We're going to bring pizzas out. And I'm thinking, cool pizza. <laughs> Two, I'm going to ride along and help them carry it because that's a lot of pizzas. And three, I knew there was a rest area on the way so I could at least rinse off because... I take my hair out of a French braid every night, and I get up the next morning. It was so gross. All I had to do is put the ponytail holder back in. <laughs> oh. oh, nasty. nasty. It was, because it was, what, a seven-day class? It was five. Five, but it was seven for us because we went well, a day yeah, early we, with yep. John yep. so he could see the terrain, and we stayed late a little to clean up. There's no showers out there. You're in a tent. Where is this? So we did this in Guernsey, and and actually next door to Camp Guernsey. Guernsey. Um. So it's the uh, it's a uh, Army National Guard. Okay. And, and Wyoming. It's, it's this oh, the yeah. Wyoming Air, uh, Army National Guard. We were actually bordering their North Training Range. So to add a little bit of realism to this class, <laughs> not only at night could we hear the howitzers going off, but during the day they were doing flight ops. Oh, so we had um. 
we had Blackhawks and we had Chinooks flying over the top of us. And I swear to God, because we're all out in formation doing uh-huh. all of our things, I swear to God, these pilots are looking down going, dude, you got a lieutenant lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's uh... a... <laughs> So do you all do all these extreme classes like this? I do. You do. And you just like brought her along I, on I, your honeymoon? I, I, I right. tried to do that one. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, bring me next time. I, okay. Now, now that I know, I will. I'll go on a honeymoon with you. <laughs> Sounds like you went Sricondo. <laughs> oh, that was. I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> well, now, well, they're still talking about doing the women's Ricondo. Oh, wow. Women, women only team. And it's 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 seven days, okay. And you're doing small unit tactics. You're doing uh, ambushing. You're doing night patrols. Um, God, what else did we do? We did we repelling. You blew stuff. We up. blew yeah. stuff up. I mean, uh, it, yeah, it was it. I mean, some of it was kind of questionable when it came to ethics permits and legality <laughs> but it was fun <laughs> but it was fun. i find it uh interesting that rob dressed you all up in a nice green vietnam camo yeah out in the sagebrush we were running tiger stripes <laughs> nice it was awesome nice. and and you and were the only green thing out there <laughs> not this year he actually picked the right camo for this year because we had a substantial amount of rain. Oh, man. I want to do one of those classes. They're fun. Um, I, I got in trouble, actually, from the instructors in that class because I, I navigated too directly and expeditiously to our hide site. Apparently, I was supposed to get them lost in the wilderness for a day and a half. Because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, apparently, <laughs> but I was I was kind of stuck in a quandary there because you know Rob had put me in charge of navigating and and leading the team and I I couldn't really screw that up because I'd never live it down. Right. So I, I hope Rob learned from that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. I'll still I'll still get crap for it. It's all right. That's okay. You gave me one of those really nice scopes of his. <laughs> I, I did I did I did show you the transgender scope. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never let him live that one down either. Nope. Nope. So, <laughs> so what do you guys got coming up for 2024? I mean, we're we're coming up on it cla- fast. I mean, this is Thanksgiving Day is is upon us. Yeah. Christmas is coming up, and then Shot Show, and then we start our year. Yep. I mean, uh, like I said earlier, I got a couple classes in Nebraska and South Carolina, and actually might be even two of them in South Carolina next year. That's as far as teaching goes for travel-wise. Um, and obviously what we're going to be doing in Minnesota, we're going to be doing some more stuff with 511. Uh, as far as taking classes, we got Kevin coming up twice again next year and you. We got Train Learn we're going to be at. We've got USCCA Expo we'll be at. We're going to be all over the place. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make USCC Expo because it, it always seems to fall over Ballistic Summit. Yeah, and I don't even have any details on when or where it's even going to be right now. I don't think anybody does. Nope. I, I don't think USCCA is, is they're working on this it. at this point. Yeah, they're working on it right now. So, so but that's that's basically the rundown for next year for us, and just keep keep pushing what we're doing. All right. So the so the classes that you're teaching, what are they? Uh, the medical right now is the full uh, curriculum. Okay. Uh, permit to carry for Minnesota. That's just 
whatever kind of our intro deal. Okay. Uh, I've been doing, I'm going to be rolling out intro to pistol next year and our just our private lessons thus far. So, okay. So where do people find you? Uh, on Instagram, pivotal defense or pivotal underscore defense. Sorry. And then Facebook is pivotal defense. And then our website is pivotal defense, LLC.com. All right, cool. So we're all over the place and we're, we're active on there. And if you want us to come to you, just reach out and we'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Well, you guys know where to find them. You know where to find us in Lucid Optics. And also, don't forget 10th Mountain Whiskey. And until next week, you guys just keep blaming the gun.